Just checking our uh, levels real quick. Yes. One, I two. noticed a lot of plants in here. Um, seeing if there's any cat, any, any cannabis, any adult beverages on the plant. <laughs> <laughs> adult, adult plants. No, no, <laughs> no cannabis just yet. We're working on that. Um, Wait, are we recording? Sorry. Yeah, so we're recording. So, but we'll skip all that. I can edit that out and post. So, anyway, so welcome back to another episode of What's Up DTLV. I'm your host DJ Wisdom, covering all things downtown and around town. Uh, we got a really special guest today, a good homie of mine, Vincent Rotolo, and uh, some people call him a mad pizza genius. And well. I mean, I think the mad part is tr correct. I don't know about the genius part. <laughs> so welcome to the show, man. It's Thanks so you. much, man. I'm happy to be here, and uh, this is great. I love the studio. Yeah, it's cool. It's a it's a work in progress. Still, we got we got some you know some soundproofing to do. A little bit of because uh, the noise room's a little it's a little little loud, but still we got it's fun. People come in and look in. They're like, what is this? So we got our light installed. We're kind of we're getting there little by little. It's so. dope. The skylight's in here, and there's great vibe. There's plants, and there's a, a very uh, large flat screen and some art. So I'm feeling the <laughs> I'm feeling the energy in the studio. I got to right, tell you, it's cool. And and the more it comes together, it'll it'll progress and and it'll be a little more homey each time so um we're we're gonna definitely get you back more than just this time so oh you know, dope we, all, yeah. the whole I, point of this is to get people to come back and have it reoccurring because we want to keep up with what's going on right so. i just want to feed everyone so i hope you'll let me make <laughs> if whether i'm a guest or not i could just you'd be like order pizza and i'll show up yeah oh, that's great i mean you, you, you could always have a spot as a as a special guest pizza delivery guy because yeah. <laughs> and making it too so. yeah and please you know i, I, I want to be typecast so i'm good with that <laughs> Well, thanks, Uncle Vinny, for bringing the pizza. Yo, shout out to Sal. <laughs> yeah, Sal, if you're listening. Yo, the whole downtown crew is calling me Uncle Vinny. So those that are listening, my nephew Sal does a lot of the sound work for Ferguson's and downtown project and all different stuff. So he, uh, you know, he introduces me to everybody as Uncle Vinny. And so now <laughs> I got people just rolling up to Good Pie, be like, "Yo, where's Uncle Vinny?" That's perfect. And then I get to, you know, so he, you know, shout out to Sal. I love that kid so much. Yeah, He's, big up Sal. He's a, we love him around here. He helps out a lot with Ferguson. So, I mean, he's, a, he's an integral part of the team here as well. And he does a lot of our uh, sound for all of our events that we have here. So Yeah, and uh, super proud of that guy, too. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely have him on the show, too, to tell him uh, tell us a little about his story. Because I've seen him from the come up from the beginning. So Yo, be I've seen him from the come up. Well, In yeah, fact, yeah. I have <laughs> stories that I could tell. Not When we go offline, I'll hit you with some... I'll hit you with some like real family secret type <laughs> skeleton in the closet type stuff that nobody knows. So <laughs> watch out, Sal. You'll, you you got it coming, bro. So no, he'll he'll definitely be on the show too. Maybe we can have you both come on at the same time. That'd be oh, fun. We could all shoot it around. That would so. be great family yeah. episode. Cool. Well, just just so just so getting things rolling, uh, I just wanted to bring you in and talk a little bit about what's uh, what's what's going on. How you got to where you're at in DTLV right now? I know you've been here for a little while now and. Um, uh, I've seen you since the Evil Pie days, so I was just wondering, you know, if you could just give fill us in, fill the listeners in a little bit about how you got to where you're at. Yeah, I, um, yo, man, I started coming downtown about six years ago. Um, I was in the food and beverage world, working on the strip, and had dreams of, you know, opening my own, you know, business. And um, I was inspired by Chef Natalie Young's story, and that's what amazing first, story. Yeah, so Nat Natalie Young first, you know, hearing about her success first brought me downtown and I started um, pitching er, in the early days. I created like a video to submit to get um, funding for downtown uh, project to fund a pizzeria. And this was like, I don't know, at least six years back. This was before Container Park was built. And I met with Sonny and uh, I remember we were sitting in the beat and 
um, I, you know, he, Sonny was giving me feedback on my video and telling me how that I could make myself more attractive. And, um, and that was, that was the beginning of when I started hanging out down here. Um, shout out just, chef Nat, by the way. Yeah. So, so it's, and there's a weird connection between like the three of us because I live in the house you used to live in that <laughs> she lived in before you. And yeah, it's strange. I, I want to thank both of you because I'm picking up on those vibes that you left in the crib. It was a lot of good vibes there. It was a cool house. I, my life's been different since I've lived there and I'm not kidding. There's some type of mojo that she and you guys, like your whole crew left because when I moved into that house, my, my, uh, literally my life changed. And I, that's, that's when I really was obviously committed to living downtown is when I started to, you know, live here full time and, yeah, that, that area, Jonas Park, is is a historic area. It's a beautiful uh, district in in downtown Las Vegas, and definitely that whole vibe there is just it's very uh, it's like a fresh start kind of feeling when you go there around that area. So. It, it is. It's a balance between suburban and urban. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not completely urban, but it's not totally suburban. So when I first moved to Las Vegas, I was living in you know in the suburbs and you know out far west and far northwest, and and it just was. Um, I felt like I was a visitor living in someone else's city. Like it was an extended, you know, weekend. And that took two years to kind of get through that and really feel like this is my home. Yeah. And I think the community aspect of what's going on, you know, downtown, even in the early days, um, that is what kind of drew me in where I, I, I was um, just made to feel like I found a home. Right. And the people around me and the way that, you know, the creativity and all of the arts, um, whether it's a performing art through music. And I was exposed to a lot of that through through my nephew, Sal's friends. Right. Because I got to meet a lot of musicians. And at the end of the day, like as a pizza maker, I consider myself an artist. Totally. And it's a culinary art. And that that dough and that's my canvas and that cheese is in the sauce. Those are my, that's my paint. Right. And so, you know, I I, I am wanting to feed off of the inspiration and there's so much to draw from downtown and it's how you feel about everybody trying to create something special and the support system that exists here it's it's unlike any other place in the world and I, you know I've lived you know in many different areas of New York City and this this community reminds me of what what New York City was like in the 80s right it was like a lot of people trying to create different things and feeding off of the energy of each other and uplifting a whole community right. through everybody else's successes could be your success. Like if you saw someone doing something, it, it just made it feel like it was possible for you to do something. And, and, and people would help you. I mean, that's yo, just how it so is. So much right? support and help. And that's, um, that's a big reason why I, I chose to build a life here and, and, and open a business here. And, and now, you know, just continuing to, uh, be a part of the growth and development of a real community that is birthing something that I think is very rare and unique and special. Totally. That's how, I mean, that's when I was here in the beginning, uh, when I first moved to Vegas, it was, I didn't know where the culture was mm -hmm. in Vegas. I didn't know where the, the, that feeling, like you said, that feeling of like family and being, being accepted and having like people that were cool, you know, and like, like-minded individuals until I came downtown and I went to uh, the Get Back at Beauty Bar. Oh, right. So yeah, that was back in the day. Yo, shout out to the Get Back right. crew. There's a lot of there's a lot of people involved with that. So, yeah, I mean, and I mean, it was just my mind reset, and I was like, wow, my whole what I thought Vegas was 
flipped on me. Absolutely. And, and it made me realize, here's the heart of Vegas. Here's the culture. Here's where all the people are doing things for each other and not just uh, a, a party on the strip. It's a know. surprise, right? Right. Because totally. it's not what one expects. Like, I'm an outsider. I'm a New Yorker. I came to Vegas now, you know, almost nine years. And it took me a few years to figure out how special the camaraderie, the community, not just the culinary community here, especially the off-strip movements happening, but beyond that into our neighborhoods of like, we all support each other and we all like are truly invested in each other's successes. And you back that up by not just going to patronize other people's businesses, but by really inspiring and helping to give feedback and also you know, receiving, um, it's really a kind of a reciprocal Right. Kind of like a um, this sphere of influence it's that's happening exactly, but it's growing. And I, I, I used to kind of think that it was exclusive, and you had to be cool to be in that group and know certain individuals that you wanted to be kind of a part of. But it's it's really not that. It's well, it can feel that way at first, but when you actually see what's happening, right. you realize that it's only that way because you have to make yourself known and present mm -hmm. to be a part of it, right? If you're just there observing, right. you're seeing all these people that look like they're in a clique together and they're, they're like very tight, you know, in, in a group. But if you, if you allow yourself to kind of break your, your own walls down yes. and, and then you can start to communicate and become, you know, more of a part of what's happening, then you realize that it's all, it's waiting for you. Yes, you know, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, and years ago, you know, Natalie Young actually gave me a piece of advice when I was seeking out um, to do like a pop-up at Eat or something. And she, she told me something that I always kind of stood with me, which was when you start to think about the contributions you can make to this community and not what you can get from it, like to give and not to receive was a big kind of like an epiphany moment for me because like I, I knew I had a lot to offer, but I don't think people understood that I had that generosity of spirit. You know, I feed the whole neighborhood like for free. And, uh, Sorry to my, you know, business partners, but <laughs> 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 I apologize. But I do because it's important. Like I've done family meal for almost every restaurant downtown that I go to. And for me, as a person who loves to feed people, like that's how I heal myself by feeding others. And my family dynamic was when there was a, you know, an argument, like every family has those moments of like when you disagree, but then you cooked a meal, you sat down and fed each other and it was all good again. That was, that was how you could heal it's unifying so, too. Yes, incredibly unifying, incredibly nurturing, and just giving of yourself through food, and then that becomes part of someone's body. So I want to feed the people that feed the community. So Perfect. I go to every restaurant opening. I mean, Hatsumi, Lamon Hot, like all those places. When they opened, like I was showing up, I was that guy showing up with pizzas and giving food to the staff and just being like, hey guys. And not to, not. I wasn't out here like, Posting that on social media, I make it a point to not do that. No, I know, I saw that. So it's, it's not about it's posting. It's done out of just your pure, pure. It, it's my love own of it. selfish need to fulfill my energy tank of giving and gratitude, and I do it to make me feel good, and not to promote that I'm doing something good. Because I think that there's a weird, uh, like a fine line between look at me, I'm doing something good, everybody, oh yeah, and yeah. then just doing it for the sake of doing it. Yeah, you get way, you get way more. Uh, you get a much better feeling out of it when you don't have to spread I avoid it, around, it. Right? I don't want my photo taken. Yeah. I want to feed people quietly under the radar and keep moving and go home and then find inspiration to cook better food. Beautiful. Well, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then uh, we'll come back with Vince 
and talk a little more about what's going on. And now a word from our sponsor. <laughs> All right, so welcome back to What's Up DTLV. I'm your host, DJ Wisdom. Got my homie in the building today. He's uh, one of the top pizza makers in the game. In my opinion, it's one of the best pizzas in town. Oh, Good thank pie. you so much. Vincent Rotolo, what's We're up? We're back. We're back. How you doing? Man, I'm just feeling the energy of what's going on around this area. Like, I just rolled up, and, and there, I guess there's a big event going on, and there's all these... Four by fours surrounding the t- takeover of Fremont. I think it's for the mint. It's the mint four. The mint four hundred yeah. race. So um, shout out to all the race fans coming through. Uh, I remember um, when I opened Evil Pie. I didn't know. No one told me on the schedule that that was going on. And I showed up for work one day, <laughs> and we were like slammed. Yeah, they like, roll up. They roll up. Yo, in ten in the morning, yeah. drinking and eating mad pizza. And I just remember like, yo, know, having to run and be so busy. And and those were the days of just like kind of um, really understanding how to how to put out you know a uh, large volume of food and still not lose the quality yeah so right. um Most shout, important. shout out to all my family and friends that i still have at evil pie that are there from shout day from pie. day one to this day still you eat know. there when i get out of work sometimes so it's still, Yo, still and you should some spot. some people you know are like undercover evil pie fans and they don't want to let me know because they think there's some <laughs> but i gotta say straight up let me just set the record straight i love evil pie I gave birth to Evil Pie. It's like I'm a proud papa. I look right. back and I see them doing great things and bigger and better than when I was there. They're growing. And every, and they should grow. And the people that are there that are making amazing pizza and contributions to the community are people that I handpicked and groomed and trained and hired and developed and saw something in, had faith in. And now that's fully realized. So for me... How could I ever not celebrate that? Right, completely. I mean, like, that's, that's your that your vision coming to life, and you, you get to see them take that yes. and work with it and become what they are now. So I'm going to say this once and for all. The good versus evil thing is hype. <laughs> Don't believe it. It's just meant to stir the pot, but there's all love behind the scenes. Like, me and that fam are still fam. Good it's, and evil can't exist together. Yo, good and evil can create something that's supernatural in a way. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe one day down the future, there will be the good pie, evil pie collab. So watch out. Who knows? You never know. We'll be looking out for that. All right, man. So <laughs> Just uh, had to set the record straight. Thank you for letting me. Set it straight, bro. That's what, that's what we're here for. So just going to jump into um, next. Uh, I just want to know a couple things. What, what do you got on the uh, horizon and what you've been working on lately? What's going on with you? And, so uh, some people may know, and that's a great question. Um, obviously, um, the Arch District and Main Street is experiencing a huge influx of growth and development and construction. And it's becoming a real craft beer corridor. And there's multiple breweries that are actually under construction and recently open. And so we're going to be... Um, opening Good Pie Pizza Bar at 1212 Main Street in the near future. I don't have an exact date, but I can tell you this for sure. On Mother's Day, save the date. Save the date. We're going to do something really special because we honor the grandma. Right. And we tell the story of the Nona Pizza, which we have a grandma pizza right here in the studio. Can't wait to eat that, by the way. And, yo, it smells so good. (laughs) Thanks for bringing that, by the way. Yo, my pleasure because... More, more important thing that we focus on is storytelling through the food. And Mother's Day is going to be a special, special day this year for us because it's really, I think, the first time we're going to be able to welcome in the full community and be ready to 
unveil the thing that we've been working on for the last year and a half. And um, it's going to be special. And I put my heart and soul into it. And um, it's a great step forward from a 500 square foot, eight seat slice counter to an almost 3,000 square foot, 80 seat full restaurant and bar. That's incredible. And, you know, it's the, it's the love and support of the community that made it possible. I had opportunities to move Good Pie to New York. I was approached by L.A. I was approached by some others. And to really put Good Pie onto a national level, which is when you create a brand, that's like kind of the dream. Right. But I wanted to keep it local. I wanted to keep it in the Arts District because I grew up in a neighborhood in Brooklyn where the pizzeria meant something special to that community. And I felt there was a void here for a pizzeria on a global quality level. And I really wanted to put the highest quality ingredients, importing our flour, bringing in tomatoes from Italy, like using organic, the most expensive product you can put out and not worry about margin and not having the bean counters looking at spreadsheets telling me to use cheaper ingredients to make more profit, but to give my heart and soul into a product that could nurture and feed the community. And that's what Grandma Pete's is about. It's about nurturing your family. And the downtown community is my family. Totally. And our product is about nurturing and giving back to the community in the best way we can. And now we're adding an adult beverage program, a craft cocktail program oh. to the mix. Nice. And, you know, I can talk about, I had to keep it quiet for a while. Okay. But David Cooper, who's an incredible, talented artist and mixologist, he is leading our beverage program, and I recently tasted all the cocktails for the first time, and I was blown away because, you know, my vision was that I wanted the cocktails to be as good as the food and to put as much love into it and for them to be harmoniously connected and function, you know, well under one roof. For and sure. um, I never dreamed that the cocktails would actually be better than the pizza, but that's what wow. I tasted. That's incredible. And I'm kind of not that stoked about it because now, now. <laughs> he's overshadowing you now yo i mean how are you gonna upstage me in my own spot david <laughs> what are you doing mr cooper no i'm just just kidding but 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 to keep it real i'm really proud of the fact that i found someone who is as passionate and as in love with the creation of a craft cocktail as i am with the pizza product as it should be i mean that's don't i mean i wouldn't imagine a, a pair together that didn't have the same passions i mean it would be you wouldn't it wouldn't work in my opinion because as much drive and energy as you put into everything you do someone has to come with that exact same and and he's and he's so the right you. person he's exceeded all expectations in the pre you know the pre-opening uh responsibilities that he's gotten and when you taste the cocktails and we built them to be at an approachable price point no cocktail on the menu, no matter how delicious or really luxurious or creative, will be priced above $10. That's great. And in the world of $14 cocktails, like we wanted to make a statement. And we built the program to be incredibly high quality, focusing on large format beverage. So you can come in and get a whole pie and a pitcher and share everything amongst three to four people and still only spend like 50 bucks. Family style. Family style. And more importantly, high quality but budget-friendly. That's good. And it's not cheap food. Right. It's expensive, but it is priced at a point where it's approachable because I want the best quality food, and I can't afford to pay strip prices or even some off-strip places that are really expensive. Like, I eat out a lot, right? but I can't afford it. And I wanted to make it approachable 
but still be the best quality. And I can't wait to Mother's Day to really show everybody what we're going to do. Oh, man, I, I am stoked. I'm getting hungrier the more you're talking about it. And that grandma pizza over there is calling in my name. But uh, just a little quick. So just so people know, I mean, just the story behind the gram, grandma pizza. Yeah. Um, what was the uh, inspiration behind that real quick? Well, the, the story. And by the way, um, I've, I've just been interviewed by National Geographic. Oh, wow. Congrats. They're running. They're running a story on the grandma pizza. And nice. they hit me up. When is that coming out? I can't say when it's coming out because okay. I don't know the information. We just did the interview. Okay. But I can tell you um, the writer is amazing. She's from London. She travels and she's a global kind of freelance writer for different magazines. And Congratulations on it. Thank man. you so much. She hit us up. And so the Grandma Pizza evolved through first-generation Italian-American immigrants coming from Italy and really going through that immigrant struggle, the Great Depression, and having to do more with less at home for food. And grandmothers would stretch out these pizzas, uh, buy dough for like a you know two or three pennies at the local pizzeria, and they would stretch them out on these cookie sheets because all grandmothers had these cookie pans at home. And then the dough would like proof very slightly for maybe an hour or two, and then they would top it with the inexpensive ingredients that were um, for the kids. And so if you're making a meat sauce or you're making an adult like kind of course for dinner then the kids would get pizza and they would just put any toppings they had and really wasn't cheese. It was more like Whatever maybe some anchovy or some a piece of the sauce or a little bit of flavoring and then they just developing delicious flavors but using limited means of, of, of really high quality ingredients at that point, just using whatever they had. And so a generation of families in these like areas around New York and New Jersey and Connecticut and, and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and, and Philly and where the Italian immigrant um, you know, migration occurred in the Northeast, neighborhoods that were Italian American had this pizza. And so it wasn't sold commercially. It was the 30s, the 40s, the 50s. And finally in the late 70s, after nearly 40 years of this pizza being a home kind of like specialty, it became a commercial product because King Umberto in Elmont, Long Island started selling the first grandma because of the demand of the customer. And so if you grew up on this grandma pizza, it was like nostalgia. It was like, grandma's not around, I am now an adult. When I was a child, I had this special thing and I wish I could have it again. And then King Umberto met that demand. And the grandma pizza was born into a commercial product. Well then me, I started going to Elmont because my grandmother and my uncle, mm -hmm. they lived in Elmont. Oh, wow. And so in Brooklyn, there were grandma pizzas, but I remember going to Elmont, where King Umberto was back in like 1982, 83. And we had Sunday dinners and we had all the special things. And it was really a part of my youth that was so special that as an adult, you can easily forget that. And then that memory becomes more special. And then you dream about this thing that you had when you were a baby or a child or an adolescent and it's a special time and you kind of want it as an adult. And so I went on a trip back to New York in late 2016, early 2017, and I was at King Umberto, and I started getting hit with all these memories. And I met, I had the pleasure of meeting Chiro Cesarano, who created the first grandma. And I was at that pizzeria for a week. We were working on gluten-free formulas. Right. And I literally, through a translator, because he doesn't speak, he speaks Italian, through a translator, I asked him for his blessing 
to bring the grandma pizza to Las Vegas, to my community. Incredible. And it was, I felt like I was asking for his daughter's hand in marriage, like old school Italian. Yeah. We're drinking espresso and it was like, <laughs> we're sitting at this table and there's like guys that look like it could have been, you know, any Italian movie that well, that's you've a serious seen. question to pop. So. And, and it was real for me because I had a lot of anxiety because he could be like, no. Yeah. Like you can't, yeah, totally. but he was like, I'm honored. And you, but he said, you have to develop your own version right? because this pizza is about telling a story and you have to tell your own story. Like you can't copy someone else's story. So my grandma's different, but it's mine. Right. And every grandma pizza varies slightly, but to describe it, it's, it's thinner than a Sicilian, right? But it's thicker than that thin crust round pizza. And it's a crispy thin square that um, hasn't really proofed or, or, or gained that rise that where it has a lot of air like a deep dish, but it has that crispy, crunchy, just balance of chewy, ooey, gooey cheese. It's just, it's so good. And it's just, to me, it's nostalgia. And my food that I create and that I've always cooked, I'm not a classically trained chef. I've just been around great food my whole life. And I have to have an emotional connection to what I'm making and then I know it's going to taste great. 100%. And I can't just put something on my menu because I think it's going to sell. Like, I'm not selling wings. Right. Sorry, wing lovers. But I don't, I'm not emotionally connected to a wing. I never had a wing moment in my youth that I want to recapture. <laughs> I've never had that wing epiphany where I bit into a wing and all of a sudden it changed my life. So I'm not... <laughs> sorry, I know I can make money with them. Yeah. And totally. I know people want them. And I know it's a commodity that is going to add to my bottom line. But you can go to a, a wing place. I'm not that. selling wings. Yeah, so totally. Because I know that I don't have that strong emotional connection, but I am going to sell lasagna. Yeah. And we are going to do fried burrata. And we are going to do these things that elevate Italian-American food to a place where I think it meets like old world tradition, artisan bread making, honoring tradition and heritage, but also we're in the modern world and how do you find a balance between what you know is old world technique and honoring your family heritage, but doing it in a way that is using modern technique and, and utilizing high quality ingredients and making it like approachable and that you could press a button on an app and get your food and available for everybody. Right. So the availability of today's world of technology and the old school way of cooking has to kind of meet somewhere. And that's what we try to do every day. Well, you can definitely taste it in your food. And anytime I have a slice of grandma's pizza, it's, it's like, it's a new taste every time. It's like having it over for the first time again. And it's just, it's incredible. And it takes me back to just just comfort food. I'm itself, getting goosebumps. So. Just here. no, really. I'm I like, mean, yo, it, that's literally my, really, you my figured, neck is like just gotta. <laughs> you figured out how to take comfort food and put it into one slice of pizza, and and it encompasses all that. And it's 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 if you haven't had one yet, uh, go to Good Pie and grab a slice, and you will not regret it. Thank you, thank you so much. We, I mean, we care deeply about what we're doing. Whether it was, I've seen you in your element in a DJ booth putting out. Music, looking at the crowd, feeling so connected, and you're like lost. You're in a zone. You're like lost. You're working. And I've, I, I, but you're so deeply immersed in your work that it's not work, right? At right. a certain point in time, you're in, like you're in the music. I yeah. could see it, and I'm like, yo, I want to do something that I like. How can I do something where I can feel like that? And for me, when I'm making pizza or when I'm in the restaurant and where I'm doing R and D and creating something new, I feel like I can try to get to that place of like. It means everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah, you're just kind of you're doing it. You're, it's flow. Yeah, your well, man, it's flowing. moving through the motions. Like you've you've learned the recipe so well that you now forget the recipe and you just put out the emotion. And you can just create. Yes, 
but, but you have to follow the recipe. Right. And you have to learn it so well that you can forget it. It's kind of like when you're music and you're reading music or playing any instrument or singing a song. Like when you have emotional connection to a song, like, yeah, you need to learn the lyrics. But then you're forgetting the lyrics, dude. You're not singing lyrics. You're singing what you're feeling in your heart at that moment. And that's where the musical artists that I've seen here at the open mic or when I come watch, you know, all the artists that you have performing on this stage, I'm starting to feel that emotion. And that's when you connect. And then I know, yo, man. It's a special thing. Like, I've had the ability to cook food at some of your open mics, and I'm trying to get on the level of the artist on stage, and I'm doing, I'm just making a pizza, like, in the background. And I'm, like, feeding off of that creative juice, and it's filling my tank with more and more ammunition that I know is going to put something out that I can be proud of. That's amazing. It's all about energy, transferring energy back and forth, and that's, that's incredible inspiration. Or allowing yourself to be open enough to take it in. Exactly. Which is, I wasn't always there. Right. You know, I, I, you know, coming from a, a, a kind of a rough inner city neighborhood, it's hard to kind of open yourself to what's around you because you're afraid of getting hurt. Right. But if you get past that, if you break through that paper thin wall, there's only good things on the other side. And that's where the magic happens. That's why I love this community, because it gives me inspiration to do that again and again. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see the magic unfold uh, on Main Street. And I hope. And I, I just want you to know... We're blessed to have your grandma on the wall. Oh, it's you. a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing to have these pictures of, you know, we have a grandma wall at Good Pie. And, shout and out grandmas. Shout out to all the grandmas and uh, Mother's Day. I can't wait. Mother's Day 2020 is going to be something special. Stay tuned. Keep keep listening to the podcast, and uh, we'll, we'll as more details become confirmed. We're going to start to feed them through through Eric and through the podcast so everybody can get your updates on what's happening at Good Pie Pizza Bar on Main Street right here. Perfect. Well, you heard it from Vince himself, and uh, we will keep you guys updated. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming in, man. It means a lot. Thank and you. Looking forward to talking to you again soon. And follow the social. I see you're putting stories out on social media for the podcast. <laughs> it's coming. What is it? Uh, what's up, DTLV? So at What's Up DTLV, it's at Good Pie LV. So follow those for more updates on what we're doing. And um, I appreciate being in here, man. Thanks for all the support and love. Always, bro. Thank Yo, you. Let's go eat some pizza. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys next time on What's Up DTLV. Thanks for tuning in. Shout out Vince Rotola and Rotola and Good Pie and everything's done downtown. I can't wait to see what's coming in the future.